But I want to speak to you about due diligence. Um, having spoken to many people, um, I want to show you the scripture that I've been running on, that I've said in passing to some people. And I want to break down my study of that scripture. In other words, share my notes with you. And maybe you will understand why we have to move the way we're moving and the kind of results you are to expect from it. So I want to use this to close our day because most of the houses, the wealth house I know, um, or the wealth office has been up and running today. I know all the offices across the family has been up and running. Um, good afternoon, everyone. Everyone, I can see Melvina, Maya, Lauren, Emily, Helpers House Office, everyone, Ayo, Pastor Ayo, Pastor Indidi, Pastor Sean, Pastor Sylvia, Helpers House again. Good afternoon to us all. Okay, so I want to speak to us about care, attention and due diligence. Um, and I'll be using one scripture today. Um, I do encourage that you take notes. Um, and from that, let's break it down together. So it's kind of like a Bible study kind of thing. Um, so my scripture today is actually going to be coming from Proverbs 27. Proverbs chapter 27. Um, is there a way that I can keep the comments seen? I can't, in it. It has to be one or the other. That's cool. Um, yeah, so again, I want to speak about care, attention, and due diligence. Look, where we, I've been looking at scriptures, and let me just say this before we get into it. <clears throat> it's important that you understand that every time Pastor Toby is speaking here, he is not just ending it with storytelling. It's not just talking about a story. If you're still caught with that's the most you're taking from a service, you're caught being the person being spoken to um, with parables. It has not been given to you to understand um, these parables. Let me just make that more simple. Christ preached to the masses and one day his disciples said, why do you speak to them in parables? In other words, why do you speak to them in stories? Yeah. And he said, because it has not been given to them, but it has been given to you to know the secrets of the kingdom of God. So sometimes we have to go into scriptures. We have to have heard what Pastor Toby has said. Sharona, good afternoon to you as well. It's we have to go back to what Pastor Toby has said and seek him for us. When we say seekers for him, it's not just singing for long. It's you up your search game of your heart. You up the search game of scripture. Like you, if I say to her, Ibi, it's if you're seeking God, seeking God is that you are looking for understanding. And why understanding is key is because it's not really until then will you be able to deliberately obey or carry out what you're hearing. So there are words that started my year and I've been saying it to some people. Words like, and you would have heard me say things like, be imitators of me. Yeah. 
that scripture, that word does not leave my mind. You know, sometimes I'm with your sisters or your brothers and in passing, whether it's a joke or seriously, they'll ask, what are you thinking of? And honest to God, my mind's everywhere. But when I say everywhere, it's on one thing. But that one thing births many. And I said to some of the brothers that what I'm working on, or not some of the brothers, I said this actually to um, Pastor Ben and Pastor Enrique, we was having a conversation in passing, and I said to them, you know what I'm doing? Deliberately each day, I'm trying to gauge how my fight game is growing. I'm going to show you from the scripture in a moment. I'm trying to see how my fight game is upgraded because I know that I can only have according to what I have fought for. Most people cannot handle. So let me actually use this to answer this. This might come off offensive, but I think that everyone that's in the family must be must be brought to the place of saying, look, are you ready to fight or are you still a baby? And there's some people that will message me again off the back of Pastor Oni's um, um, closing comments or the magnitude of the word or the force of the word we heard from Pastor Toby, they will come and send a mess, send a message and say, "Oh, sir, please give me um, um, your burden." Until now, as they're listening to me, they know they haven't had a response. So me saying this, they know that I've ignored them. Now that ignoring of that message is not to say that person's bad. Is you haven't fought to that stage. On what account are you saying, let me know your burden? If on the first stage, the, the, look, the foundational stage of giving in the wealth family is the, is the houses given, the end of the month given. That's the baby of all. Um, a minimum that we should be given as a family, and I'm speaking to the family so I can say this, is as a family, we should be able to do at minimum 100K. That's, that's a baby work. And you see, the problem is that will not sound like a baby work if you have not been applying, you, you have not been diligent over your life. Because the only reason why 100K will seem big is according to where you're coming from. But here's the problem. If you've been exposed to a word, yeah, for a few months, a couple years, however long, yeah, with the goal that that word is meant to transform your mind, if 100K after all this time of hearing the word is still then big, it means that you never received the word that changes or expands your mind. Do you understand that? You're still living based on the smallness that you arrived in the nation with. The words you hear in the nation makes wise the simple, makes hard or valiant the weak or, um, or the coward. It makes, us, it makes us fervent. It makes us strong. So there's some people that they've messaged, oh, how far are we from another person messaged me? And these people are very close to me still. Um, <coughs> message me, oh, how far are we from the 200K target? And I'm looking at them and I'm thinking, you're not going to get a response from me other than the word. Again, does that mean that they're bad? No. Is it wrong for you to ask those questions? No. But how do you follow up those questions? Because for me, it would just be me feeling like I have to talk. Honestly, I'm not expecting anything. And someone would say, as a pastor, should you not be hopeful for everyone? Of course you are. But as you're going to see in the scripture, the Bible says, be diligent. Be sure to know the state of your flock. 
that's where I want us to start from today, or that's the scripture we're parking up at. It's important. So this is not, I believe that everyone, and please, I want everyone to hear me because it's about time that we agree together that there's no other person responsible over our lives other than leadership. But when we say leadership is responsible for our life, it's not leadership holding your hand. It's leadership speaking a word that inspires you, expands you, that directs you. Do you understand? You have material to work with because leader, that leadership that's been endowed with God's word and exposed thereof, you are able to then know how to respond. My issue, if someone lacks or someone has, is a testament to their diligent life, their diligence life. How diligent they are. So I said, and I was speaking to one of your brothers today, that there's something that PT said in passing years ago, and I've applied it to myself. If anything is going wrong in and around, or whatever is perceived to be wrong, if anything is going wrong in and around my life, I don't blame external factors or people. I don't blame circumstances. Again, I'll show you in scripture. I blame me. I have to look to me because the world that I'm looking to see will be in accordance to my growth. I will demand certain things if I grow. If I don't grow, I will still welcome certain things. So I want to start off with this opening comment. So one of my other scriptures, as well as be imitators of me, one of my other scriptures is Proverbs 27. Be sure to know the state of your flock. And it's from this scripture, so I'm going to have to read my, my, my notes to you. But it's from this scripture that I realized that at the, at the head of all things, yeah, God always designed it to be a shepherd. At the head of all things, it's always going to be a shepherd. The problem is, again, What's distorted what we call a shepherd or our view of shepherds in this world? Some people will not believe that certain business heads are shepherds because everyone comes from a culture that tells them or defines for them their own moral standings. So if a shepherd doesn't or if a person does not do this, this and this, they are not a shepherd. You know that some people, because we... Um, um, don't do the normal activities of religious church, they will look at us as not being pastors. They have, they have become misinformed. They have lacked the knowledge. They do not know what a shepherd is to be. So why I want to use this scripture, and I feel today that I want to speak this scripture to you, is because everyone coming out of this house must know that you are a pastor. You're a shepherd. I need it to know that you're talking with me. You are all pastors from Anna. You are a pastor. Do you understand? When we're talking today and I'm saying things to you now that if we're going into getting into a big church or if we're starting to do, we're soon going to start doing Sunday services. Yeah. When I have the scripture ministered to me in the rest week, the first week of the year, that how do I say this now? If I say that we are the next gen church and I'm saying that the word then said to me, be ye imitators of me. 
I must know that the way we will function will be according to what I have seen in leadership because I'm meant to imitate it. So when we did Sunday services, especially during like bankside days, before, okay, pre-COVID times, one thing you will notice, and I was saying this to the souls, um, to some of the admin team yesterday, last night, or early hours of this morning, Pastor Toby's approach for a Sunday service was mobilization. The reason why the church grow, this is imitation. How do you imitate if you're not in within proximity to observe well? You can't imitate what you cannot see. Now, we are looking, paying attention to how Pastor Toby has operated. You would see on that, those Sunday services, what PT would do is that he would speak the word. It was never like a mad, mad deep word. But the word was enough to engage people. But the goal would then be, he would come and shout, um, is CC in the building? What about um, um, Elite Islington? Um, what about New Southwark? What was he doing them times? He was showing the places where his mobilizations can be rallied towards. Mm -hmm. So when I say that we are going to get to a place where we have to create um, social enterprises, community groups, and all of these things, I'm saying to you that those are the places I will need to be able to rally people towards. Mm -hmm. So I'm actually trying to then say to you, and why I have to speak to you about due diligence, therefore, is you would then realize that there's a call for your growth because you must become a habitation for people. Because if there's no habitation for people, the, I think there should have been a message I've sent to the leaders. So if they've been diligent with what I've said to them, you would have heard it. But if I'm asking that everyone chases up their souls and all of these things, we have to understand that the way the nation has shown us how we've grown is that we created pockets of families, house fellowships, places that people can be rallied to. And if we're going to grow, we're not looking for a big church just for numbers sake. But if we're really going to be able to rightly pass the values of the nations to people, we need to have smaller groups where people in their field can receive our value system. Yeah. So if it's crypto, for example, it's not necessarily telling them to speak in tongues but speak in the language that will reach a generation. Did you hear what I said? It's you hear the word in, in a way that you can translate. You can convey a message now based on the ideology you're exposed to. You can, and you can pass that to another generation and they will begin to have the same results because in you, all the nations of the world or the, all the families of the earth will be blessed there's an ideology that you will produce that would then bring prosperity to the earth. But so that I don't run all around, today I want to keep it very simple at one place. So for simplicity's sake, we're going to do um, NIV, Proverbs chapter 27, and we're reading from 23. So I want you to keep this in mind as I'm speaking to all of you from this house, like PT said to us, Everyone that comes through this family, yeah, through this school of thought, will either be married to people um, in thrones or you'll be placed in places of, you'll be in the position of thrones. Meaning, this is not a marriage talk. This is basically saying 
everyone coming from here is going to eventually end up in a powerful position. So we now need to look at certain things we will find in scripture so that we know how to behave or how we're meant to operate. So I'm going to break down certain points. I'm going to still say in a very simple way, it will be for you to follow up. What do we do with the word? When you dwell on a word long enough, you start to, you start to um, shape your day around that word. Your interaction with people is shaped around this word. I've said it many times and I'll be done with it. You know, people that does not have the heart of soul winning. You see, before we even look at this scripture, let me say, because this is actually still soul winning, what I'm speaking to you about. Someone will say, and I've said this many times, oh, they're not used to being around people. I hear you. The, the problem is, is that you see life, yeah? Meaning is only given based on how, how much of an impression you have on people. Again, you're going to see in the scripture in a moment. So uh, let me just leave that because that, that's an issue of itself. In this family, you are taught to go out and influence a world. I'm not asking you to influence your own life. It's not going to come to nothing. I'm not asking you to go and influence trees. You have to influence people. Let me leave that. Um, Proverbs 27 verse 23. Go on. Be sure you know the condition of your flocks. So the first point I want you to put on your notes, as I've broken it down in my notes, is the word know. It says, be sure you know. It doesn't say that you should um, assume. It says that you should know. There's a certainty about that. It's not a guessing game. In order for you to know, you will have to have learned. You will have to have paid attention. You would have to study something so that you know it. Anything bypassing what I've just said is assumptions, is you assuming. The instruction of probably the wealthiest man that's ever lived, who was also a king, you see the scripture, you're seeing, be sure you know the conditions of your flocks. Why the scripture is very important is because I said to you, at the head of all things are meant to be shepherds. At the head of all things are meant to be shepherds. Don't, don't lose me with that. You see, the problem is life either tilts you in one way. Life, this is the normal way it, teach, it tilts you towards. It tilts you usually towards um, making money. You know, we hear making money. And you know the culture of this house is making money, right? However, the, the reason why we make money that is different from the world for those outside that are chasing all kinds of things to make money is the fact that we have purpose. The purpose is because in you, all the families of the earth will be blessed. So it comes back to a people's thing. I've said to you, therefore, that the person that is the most powerful is the person that has influence over people, that has people. These are all disclaimers so that when I start to break down this scripture, you will understand where I'm going with this. Yeah? Pastors, 
are meant to be at the head of all things. And it's not just for the gathering of people. It's also for the acquisition of wealth. Pastors are meant to double up, in other words. So you would see for a pastor, if you want to define everything as the nation has defined it for us, foundationally speaking, you must have seed and souls. You must have a financial life and you must have a life that involves people. You see everything I've said, now keep that in mind and let's look at the scripture closely together. The first thing you need to take note of is know, you must know. Be sure you know the condition of your flocks. So why is this knowledge important? What is the importance of knowledge? It's only by this knowledge or let me say it like this, this knowledge determines one's wealth or a person's lack. Yeah, let me say it like that, actually. What actually, uh, how do I, I want to say it. No, you guys are not silly. I can say it like that. I believe you all understand me. One, why knowledge is important here is because it determines a person's wealth or lack meaning. If someone is lacking, it's based on what they do not know. If someone is now wealthy, it's based on what they do know. But where has scripture or wisdom directed our knowledge towards? Your flock. So here's the issue. Let me explain why I'm taking... I'm patiently saying this because it's actually simple what I'm saying, but it looks like I'm making it complicated. So let me tell you why. Two weeks ago, I spoke a word to you guys saying that the function of the word is to draw to your attention what you have. Because the deceit of the world is to draw you to, is to make you think and pursue the things you, don't, you think you don't have. Yesterday, I was speaking to someone. I can't remember who because I speak to so many people. But I went off the scripture that PT said, PT was speaking to us. Um, He was saying to the person that has more will be given. Then the Bible also then goes on to say, but to the person that doesn't have, look at what the Bible says, almost as if it's trying to um, confuse you. It says to the person that doesn't have even what they have. So when you read that, you'll be thinking, so do they have or do they do not have? It says, to the person that does not have, even what they have will be taken. Reading that logically means that the person that does not have, has. But you know what the issue is? They don't know they have. That's the problem. So you see, when I've said that why knowledge is the first point I need you to pay attention to, is the Bible or wisdom directs where you need to know. You know, the problem is people want to become all kinds of things. So, for example, speaking to Stay Fresh today, I'll use this example. You're growing to know every other business without knowing your flock. You see that knowledge. It doesn't take you to where you need to get to. You start to. Do you know where you saw that first from? Eve. There's a knowledge that she will be apportioned. Where she should be paying attention. But then the deceit of the serpent is to draw her to a knowledge that she has not been apportioned. 
So it's like years ago when Pastor Toby looks at Pastor Obi and says, I need you to pass this COD. Where does my knowledge need to be focused or directed to? My flock. It says, be sure you know the condition of your flocks. If you have, it will be a statement of how well you know, how attentive you are to what has been given to you. If you do not have, it testifies of the lack of knowledge to what has been given to you. So I was sitting up till about 3 a.m. last night, or 2, 2 to 3 a.m. I was in my office and I was just thinking to myself, okay, so we are extremely wealthy. The problem is, like Africa, wealth that's not discovered is still poverty. So what's the instruction? Everyone needs to pay attention to what they have. I was looking at Goldie's, um, I have to do this, I was looking at Goldie's TikTok. I'm thinking, where do you have the time to be dancing and parading yourself like a clown on, on TikTok? Where do you have that time? And then I saw that it's daytime and most likely while we're doing office things, he's there. You see why he's doing that? Let me tell you the configuration of his mind. He believes he don't have. So he doesn't know where to focus his attention to. So then he's dancing like a Congolese man. And I'm thinking, okay, so I said it as a joke to everyone here. I was like, okay, I get why he don't have. It's culture. He's not allowing his mind to be changed. So it results in dancing. Is dancing a problem? No, have fun. Have fun. Was that even with what I was saying? <laughs> Proverbs chapter 27, verse 23. Be sure. You know the condition of your flock. So the first thing you have to know, why is knowledge important? I need you to write this down from the PA to the admin, to the person involved in sound, to the person involved in media, to the person just involved with the family may not have a distinctive role. What you need to know is the condition of your flock. In other words... In other words, what has been given to you? Be sure you know the condition of your flocks. What does it say you should do next? Give careful attention to your herds. If you know, it's not enough to just know. Let me break this down also. Imagine being, at, being the father of a house. Yeah? You have children. You have a wife to feed. Yeah? You have... Um, distant family, let's say the typical family, the worldly family, you have all these things. And you know that you need to work a job so that they can have food on the table. Knowledge by itself, does it produce anything? What you know, you then have to apply your heart to. So you see, there's people that know that there's given at the end of the month. And on that knowledge alone, things, things will just happen. But it doesn't. You will have to apply your heart to it. You will have to give or pay attention. Because if you don't do that, like this scripture will show us, things that may be strong today will fade. Because that's the trajectory of its existence. That's how it exists. That's its lifespan. 
Okay, let me not make this slower than I need to go. I can tell that I'm going to make this longer. Be sure you know the condition of your flocks. Go on. Give careful attention to your herds. Yeah. For riches do not endure forever. Please, everyone in the world family, I need you to pay attention to this. It says, for riches do not endure forever. Wisdom told us how long riches live. Wisdom told us that riches does not live forever. It cannot endure forever. And what else? And a crown is not secure. Honor is not secure. What makes you... Con so as a pastor, Obi, my position demands to wealth family honor. It demands riches. But left without diligence, it will fade. For riches do not endure forever. Why is it that people has stories that they used to be rather than they still are? They, you see diligence, yeah? They became complacent at one point or they made wrong moves. And what they didn't know, foolishness, and it's only in hindsight that we learned that we were foolish. But in hindsight, we realized that foolishness made us think that this, this will remain the way it is forever. Do you understand me? Wisdom tells you not to assume that things will not dwell forever as it is. Foolishness makes you so excited in the moment. You know, when money comes in, then you just spend and spend and spend it. In your mind, it's like this will dwell forever. But wisdom tells you this will not last forever. But let me not go ahead of myself. Verse 24, for riches do not endure forever. Yeah. And a crown is not secure for all generations. Yeah. When the hay is removed and new growth appears. So I want us to break this down. But for us to break this down, I want you to think of every step. Yeah. Of this word. First step being no. Remember that I said, in order for you to know, you must study, you must observe. Do you understand? You must ask questions to come to the place of knowledge, not assumption. After knowledge, you must attend. Remember I said, with the knowledge you have, if you do not apply your heart to it, you will do nothing. Things, religion makes you feel that things will just happen. The word is telling us that you see your prosperity, you, play a, you have a hand in it. You play a part in it. You work with God for your prosperity. You know the things I'm saying here? Yeah, because these are things that I've been sitting on for weeks. It's so understood by me, but I'm just trying to think how to relate this without it being, because you know simple things sometimes are the most difficult things to say. Because you don't even know what to say to make it so clear. Knowledge is something you must acquire over who? Your flocks. What has been apportioned to you. When you know that, you attend your heart, your emotions, your attention, everything that is you is to be admitted to that, committed to that. 
when you do all of these things, so follow me with it. So go back to verse 23 because I need you guys to look at the points with me. Yeah? Give careful attention to your herds, yeah? Verse 24. For riches do not endure forever. Now, why do you do all of these things? I've said to you so far that at the head of all things should be shepherds. Do you know why? If you're a businessman without being a shepherd, your heart will be on money. But the problem is money does not endure forever. A shepherd also knows equally how important a true shepherd, not an idiot that doesn't know anything called a pastor, no, a real shepherd, a pastor that really knows, like the ones being made in the nation family, they equally know how important and vital the having of money is. But you see the difference. Like the man of wisdom, Solomon, he understands that riches comes out of diligence, not out of material. It comes out of attention not out of what you think you have or don't have. That's why the scripture said, be sure to know the condition of your flock. Then it says, give, attend to that which you have come to the knowledge of. So Pastor Obi has been bought or enlightened to know that what he has may not be a business company under his name. He has a Remy. How would you have riches that endure? He says, pay attention to her. It says, you may not have, there'll be times when it looks like you have money flowing through your business. There'll be times that it looks like it's more stagnant. How do you then have, how do you remain a person having or being able to enjoy the profit or the harvest of what you're doing? pay attention. So I've seen, having had to meet with certain um, departments or individuals, I realized that most people's minds are tilting to thinking that they do not have simply because they're not paying attention. This is where I'm going with everything. They're not paying attention. Imagine that a media team, yeah, can be working closely with me, yeah, for two years now. And they can struggle to put finances on the table. Have they been doing anything bad? No. Is this me atting them? No. But I said to you that there's a stretching of mind that God is trying to take us through, right? Why is it that a Paris will feel that she cannot bring two, three K a month? As much as she is coming and putting together and Anna's putting together, setting up for, for, um, these broadcasts for me to speak to you, they're still not paying attention. Let me tell you what's taking their attention. Sometimes it's the thought that they don't have that takes them away from what they do have. Do you understand that? So let me give an example. So there's a business, um, um, they deal with um, um, accommodations, let me say. And they bring X amount each month then they're hit with problems as life and as the scriptures of life, the word of life has warned us. You know, years ago, I taught you um, in our waiting service, our first waiting service, I taught you about the two builders. 
In that word, I told you that the storm hits the house of both the wise and the foolish. It's inevitable. It's part of life. You see the difference though? The wise person knows that there will be a storm. So they consider the material they use to build. But with, so that I don't go into that word, so a team that provides accommodations hit with problems like tenants have gone on holiday, let's just say. Yeah? So now the money that's expected from that is nowhere to be found. Now, was it that there was a lack of finances? No. Attention will prove that there's always finances there. So even though people have gone, attention now says, okay, let's make this available on a short-term basis. If I pay attention this way, I actually make more money than, I'm having to speak like this only because this is going to go on SoundCloud, but I'm having to, you'll realize that you make even more money if you pay attention and you see it through than one person staying there long-term. Did money just appear out of nowhere? No. Be sure you know the condition of what is committed to you. So for example, why did I say that pastors double up? For you to fully understand the scripture, put the scripture back on here. For you to fully understand the scripture, I want you to remember that you, I want you to take, to consider, like I've had to consider, that this scripture was not written yesterday. How do you know? The very reference to flocks tells you how old the origin of this scripture is. Because flocks wasn't a matter of farming. Flocks, herds, sheep, goats was a depiction of wealth. So in order, if you have to pay attention to flocks at that time, the reason why you have to know the condition of your flocks is because if the shepherd of the flocks will have, if their flock is battling with disease, for example, or is under the threat or has been taken by predators, it affects them. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? If they don't know the condition of what has been committed to them, yeah, it affects them ultimately. If I have 10 sheep and out of the, um, um, of the lack of diligence, wolves are able to take four. I am doing less than what I would have done when I had 10. So this in this, remember this is ancient writings, but is eternally spoken. So this speaks also not only of your sheep, meaning the souls that you have under your influence. It also speaks about your wealth. But it actually says that your wealth comes out of your responsibility, the people. Do you understand that? So be sure you know. So when we say, when God then gives us the word, you are now wealth nation. And because of situations, we say we're wealth family. Yeah. You'll be looking around, you think, okay, so where's the money? And if you're not careful, you'll think it has to come from outside. But if you're keen hearer of the word, like I am, of PT, PT's boast of saying that there's no one outside this nation that's provided for us is telling us a template yeah. that whatever you're looking for is within. Yeah. Yeah. What do you then have to do? 
you have to be sure you know the condition of your flocks. So what usually causes people to lose out on what was theirs? People become so complacent that they, they put supervisors over things that their eyes and ears should still be very on. People get complacent with yesterday's profit. But the problem is, like the next verse is going to say, verse 24. For riches do not endure forever. The problem is, the results you get out of paying, the results that came out of paying attention to the flock, the riches, does not endure forever. So it's going to be, there's going to be a need for you and I to constantly keep an eye. When you look at PT and how attentive he is with the nation, you then understand why the nation is that powerful. The typical church speaks the word, but does not guide its sheep. But a shepherd does not only provide food, it directs and guides. The churches we grew up in stood on the pulpit on Sunday and told you things that they were not willing to guide you through. But when you look at Apostle Toby, if you're in the nation, it looks like your life is consumed. Do you know why your life is consumed or oh, it feels like that? Because the shepherd is always present with you. The shepherd is placing a demand on you so that you do not become game. You do not become um, food for predators, but you can keep the wealth of its house. So it says for riches, again, why am I speaking like this? Because when we talk about soul winning or when we talk about building wealth, you see from scriptures how in line, how together they are. That if a Tom, so I look at these things. If a person does not have, I've realized something, check. They don't have people they're responsible over. And if they do, they're not paying attention to them. So I remember years ago saying, oh, this person must be under you, Tomoa. And they, I'm just using this as an example because the person themselves is, is uh, um, no, don't worry. They're fine. They're fine. But I'm saying if you've been given the moment that a leader, so yesterday when Pastor Toby starts to say things like, oh, I'm going to give burdens. If a leader comes to you and says, okay, this is what's given to you. You don't come back with a report on how they've become lost. Yes, are there sheep that will stray away? Yes. But your duty is to pay close attention because your finances is, is according to your attention given to the people that has been given to you. Why? Because riches do not endure forever. So there were times when you have to look at your business, you're looking at the welfare of your people, you're looking at how you're inspiring them, you're looking at how they're being fed. Are they still running on vision? Are they tired? If they're tired, there's some people you have to say, okay, you need to step back and receive word because that's the energy, that's what gives us food. Do you understand? You're constantly speaking to them, you're doing these things, you're paying attention, you're not assuming that this person's running off doing what they need to be doing because they are, they are wolves out there. And your duty is to protect them from it. Again, why am I emphasizing this? Because the riches you have do not endure forever. There are situations that will call for it. Not only that, the crown 
if you was known as the biggest giver, it will not eternally stay like that. The scripture says that um, um, a dynasty does not stay with one family for all generations. Do you know why? Because you have to fight for it. The son of a king will still have to fight knowing that there'll be people trying to take it. So the honor that is on your head must be constant fought, constantly fought for. If not, you cannot secure it. A crown is not secure for all generations. And we realize why it's not secure for all generations. Because if there was a father that fought and created a platform of comfort for his children, if the child is not taught to fight also, their complacency will allow fighters to take it. That's why the Bible says that the kingdom of God suffereth violence, but it's only the violent, not the good, the violent who takes it by force. So yes, they can be a highest giver today, but if they don't keep fighting, someone else can come and take that crown. For riches do not endure forever and a crown is not secure for all generations. Go on. When the hay is removed and new growth appears, and the grass from the hills is gathered in. So from the scripture, what I want you to take on, the next point I need you to take on, and I wrote in my notes is, it might be weird, but this is how I wrote it. Recognize changes. You have to acknowledge that. Like I said to you, why is it that we hear the story of someone that is not seen all of a sudden comes up? Someone fought like the previous scripture, they thought that whatever they have attained is with them forever. But then what they didn't know was that life always brings about opportunity for change. Change is something you cannot stop. Change is something that is beyond your power. The only way you take, you have the best or you take advantage of change is if you change also. The Bible says when the hay is removed, it starts to identify key things to us. It says when the hay is removed and the new growth appears, what will happen? And, and, the, and the grass from the hills is gathered in. Yeah. The lambs will provide you with clothing and the goats with a price of a field. Finish the scripture, go on. You will have plenty of goat's milk to feed your family. And to nourish your female servants. So look at verse 25 again. You have to recognize that there will be a change. It says, when the hay is removed and new growth appears and the grass from the hills is gathered in. Verse 26 again. The lambs will provide you with clothing. When this change happens, this is going to be the result of the change. But you see, now I need you to pay attention to this. Like I said, the problem with, so there's some people I'm coming around and saying, you see, by the end of this year, you're going to have to become a free to 5K giver. I don't care what you feel like you're doing now. You're going to have to become that. You see, that will almost sound like I'm spewing out figures. But for some people, I realize what I'm saying is that, look, there has to be a change of mind and there has to be a change of approach. Let me tell you why. When the Bible says you should be aware of change, this is how I wrote it, recognize change. Recognize that change is constant. PT said it the other day, that if you want to know what God is saying, pay attention to the world. I walk into this living room every day and notice a subtle change, but a change so subtle that you can also see it. 
behind me there's a tree that you can see is beginning to blossom. You see, the change can be so small that you can almost miss it. But you see one thing that I recognize every time I walk in here, a change of season. No matter what I do, I cannot stop change of seasons. So a person that's going to take advantage must be someone that is constantly aware of changes. Like I said, the, the wise person knows that there will be a change. So even if a kick game is booming, even if a girl's under construction is booming, wisdom is not the fear of losing it. Wisdom is the acknowledgement that there's a continual change. And then you make adjustments according to that knowledge. I have to understand that there will be a continual change in people. The more money you have, the more pressure you will receive. So I have to change with that season and speak in a certain manner so that you can have what is appropriate to your season. Because if I'm, because remember the foolish, yeah, is not aware of changes. They think riches endure forever. Those are the people you refer to as has-been. They will always refer to things of the past. Now, why am I saying this word? Does that then make anyone bad or anyone? No, if we know these things and now begin to apply our hearts to these things, we will be someone that will in and out of season see a profit, see a harvest. Consider now in this, when I say the next point is recognize changes, consider these scenes of harvest. Consider it, verse 25 again. Look at the scene of harvest. What happens? When the hay is removed. Hay is removed. But what causes hay to be removed? Grass grows, yeah? And as new grass is coming, this has to be cut. Then that's gathered and is taken for other use, yeah? Go back to verse 25, please. When the hay is removed, yeah? And new growth appears. And the grass from the hills is gathered in. Please pay attention to this scripture. Look at what verse 26 says that will happen as a result of that. The lambs will provide you with clothing. Your riches is not what provides you. It's the, it's the thing that you are attentive to. Money itself does not provide you money. It's the attention you give to the system. The lambs will provide you with clothing and the goats with the price of field. What I wanted you to see there in verse 25 was the scene of harvest. You just see, uh, you see new grass appearing. That's, just imagine the scenery of harvest. You just see, like I've used the illustration, you see that this is budding now. It means that it's a sign of change. But when that sign of change comes, what will happen? The lambs will give you what? Will provide you with clothing. Now pay attention to that. The lambs will provide you with clothing. If you're still fighting religion like I am, you'll still feel like that's something that happens externally to you. Like the lambs will just provide you clothing. No, the lamb cannot provide you clothing. You will have to cut the wool. Do you understand that? I read the scripture to a place that I understood that my prosperity is the hand in hand work between me and God. No, my prosperity is not God to give me. I have to be responsible over it. 
for example, why I made us read 25 often and often, um, over and over again. Look at what verse 25 says about the hay. When the hay is removed. Who's removing the hay? You are. If you're mowing grass, the hay is not removed by itself. In other words, what I'm trying to say is that the divine provisions of God works hand in hand with your responsibility. You have to be responsible as well. So that's why I said, there's some people have said, you've done this, this, and this for years. Why is it that you're still giving what you gave in 2018? Do you know why? You've done all the right things, but the problem is that you've redrawn your hands. You think that your provision is going to come out of somewhere else when it's still your involvement. The hay has to be removed. The grass from the hills has to be gathered in. Did you ask who gathers that in? Is it just God, one day you wake up and you see these things come to you? No, you will see these things, but you will go out there and gather it in as well. What the hell is this on the screen? New growth appears and the grass from the hills is gathered in. Verse 26 again. The lambs will provide you with clothing. So the lambs needs to be sheared. They has, you have to cut the wool, um, the wool, sorry. But not only that, the goats will provide price fulfilled. How? Verse 27. You will have plenty of goat's milk to feed your You will have plenty of goat's milk if you milk the goat. Do you understand that? What I'm trying to show you with this scripture is that your prosperity works hand in hand with you understanding that you hold, a, you have, um, it, it requires you to be responsible too. I can't sit back being hopeful. Over my giving, I can't be sitting back being hopeful that there'll be changes. It's I'm faced with a problem, yes, but the constant attention, everything I need, I know is in what's been given to me. The wealth family, has been given a commission of work. I need you to hear me. We have souls that we have to reach, both in London, then in cities across the United Kingdom. Then so we have souls, people that we have to reach out to in Europe. How would we fund that? We're not going to pray our way to Belgium. We're not going to pray our way to America. We have to provide the finances to move. But finances does not just come. It comes out of the attention of what God gave you. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? It's your attention. That can be as little as your Bible reading. You, you know, sometimes we cage God. So do you know what I do? Let me help you how I, how I keep faith going. But how I don't make faith make me idle. If I'm Ibi, yeah, I'm constantly thinking on how well I'm able to preach with me, yeah, and how well I'm able to articulate and speak because it requires me to do Bible reading. You know, this is how I expand my mind. I'm thinking I can be hearing this to a place that if this guy grows and becomes more influ influential, yeah, it's inevitable that the caliber of people listening to what he has to say will grow as well. You know what it takes for one person to think I can make use of this voice somehow that can move her from where she is now to a place where she can be drawing finances. Now, you see that, that can sound very fictional as well, very fantasy-based. Um, like fantasy but you see what I've just said to you? I've not waited for somebody to come and do that. If I'm Ibi, I'm making myself of value. 
my responsibility to that fantasy, in quote, is I need to be better. Uh, do you understand that? I'm not sitting here just doing something hoping for a change. I'm thinking of how I would be more effective and better in a role that maybe no one sees. Because it's inevitable that something, life will connect me if I just keep getting better. But how do you get better so your next level of finances is in the due diligence you give to what's in front of you? If people say, Pastor Obi, how do you... I've realized I've done nothing for many years other than speak the word. If it's 2 a.m., I've spoken it. If it's right in the morning, I've spoken it. Middle of the day, I've spoken it. It's just been constantly speaking the word. But I've understood that if I can direct where I need to know. So I don't need to know many things in the world right now. I understand that what has been given to me. Remember that there's always a point in your life that you will have to give account for what you've made happen with what you have. If you are found to be someone that is multiplying what has been given to you, then more will be given to you. So a pastor told me, for example, at one point, all he was doing was preaching. At some point, God who rewards comes, life comes to reward him for what he's done. If he's multiplied, the success of raising someone as a millionaire do you understand, can bring him into a whole new conversation. That's now giving him another have. In if he applies the same, and we know he will as he's been doing, him applying that same attention as he did with the sheep will make him further grow. Is that a far story, David? Paying attention to the sheep, it's not something that people, he thought people were seeing. But the day that he needed to come before the king, it was not his CV alone that spoke. It was not him alone that spoke of his CV. Someone was seeing it. Someone saw all that he was doing and that gave him entry to a whole new place. But how did he get there? His attention to those he had with him. Imagine all he had was not even a throne, was a word. And that word gave him 400 men discontented, distressed, and in all kinds of debt. And all he did was, these people are weak, pay attention to them, keep speaking to them, keep journeying and forcing them, placing a demand on them based on his journey here. And these weak men will be made into mighty men. Attention is what brought him the throne. The crown does not endure forever. If it did, then Jonathan, the son of Saul, should not have died. But this is someone that was not able to pay attention to a word given to him. To wait here for seven days and to when I arrive. There were situations outside of Saul, the pressure of a coming war, that made him miss paying attention to what was given to him. And he went and did something outside of the attention that God had given to him or the words that God wanted him to pay attention to. And what happened? The crown that was once his was taken from him because it does not endure forever. You cannot do unless you pay attention. So these sounds like great stories, but I'm saying you see the principle of this scripture. Things I, don't need, I need you to remember 
is a shepherd is a shepherd's meant to be at the helm, at the head of all things. They are always people and finances. If you're looking to take the world, you need money and politics. Politics is around people. But how do you deal with this? Your attention. What takes away your attention from the flock given to you? Self, self-consciousness. You're conscious about yourself. When money comes, so I get it why God laid on my heart since 2017, since even before I had, he said to me, you're not allowed to spend on you. If I can redirect your mind and your life to being towards others, you will have more than those that focused on themselves. And I'm speaking to you, you see that. So what God is saying to us is that it's important, first of all, you study You understand, you ask questions, you observe so you can grow into the place of knowledge. From the place of knowledge, you give careful attention, you attend, you commit your heart to it. You know that it's not enough to just know. If you're compassionate about a generation, you give your life to it. You make it your duty to bring a change there. You remember that life, you must recognize that life is under constant change. That's why we've heard of empires that looked like they were going to dwell forever. They were the most powerful, but most likely, um, most often times, we saw that these people became complacent because they forgot that times change. And if they felt a change of times, that's the problem with the church. There was a time that the suit movement and the shouting and all of that, the Pentecostal movement was the thing. That's why it's the early, we hear of the early revivalists making things happen because it was new, it was a change. The problem was was that with this same word that is eternal, the same word that we say that Christ is the same yesterday, today and forevermore, you're meant to know that the same does not mean he doesn't change. It means he's constant. He's constant, meaning that what's relevant He will always be found relevant because he can change. Do you understand that? So for us now, what God is saying to us is that you must know these things. You must attend to these things. You must recognize changes. And with all of this, when we start to observe harvest and how change comes, you then know that the divine provision of your life works hand in hand with you taking responsibility. So I don't just think, I know that we will have to deal with millions, hundreds of millions, billions, trillions. Why do I know that? Because if we keep growing this work, this family that is, is, it started off with a house, with word, growing into a community, a political agenda is taking the world as the mandate has said to us. I know that it's going to need money to do what it needs to do. But I know that if we say today that with the wealth family, that wealth is going to come from an alakon. And alakon, how does he do that? He's going to have to now see the position. So, you know, some of your sisters and brothers are going ahead. And I'm not now saying everyone should just create something that's aimless. I'm saying stick with the word, but challenge yourself with the word. Stop waiting for things to happen outside of you. How do you ask me, uh, uh, give me, but I, I've never seen your giving. You, you're someone that can be pledging 
and never showing up, but then you're saying you give me burden. How? No, you take the word. And if you're a 1K giver, you set a target to yourself saying, why is it that I cannot be a 5K giver by the end of the year? You have to, why I started off saying you have to ask yourself why is because if you're really determined to carry out something, your questions will lead you to the answers. One of the things you will realize is the way your mind thinks, the way you think is the reason why you cannot. I'm speaking to someone that is very into the professional work, but they're looking at how they can be sewing personally and sewing through their house. You see, that's someone that is stretching. They're trying to break the boundaries of their mind. And the only way to do that is the word, what you are observing. There's no reason, I've said it, there's no girl, I don't care your age, there's no girl, there's no man here, there's no man, there's no woman here that should feel like they lack. There's no way everyone should be a strong giver because you are passionate about the work. And sometimes, I, I've said to one of your sisters, um, uh, uh, Chrissy starting Girls in Trade and working with uh, Esther Longe and um, whoever, and I'm looking at that and I'm saying, look, you may be worried, oh, how am I going, what am I going to say, what's next? The reason why I'm on her is because, look, once you find your people, your sheep, you assume a pastoral role. And the same way that I've come to you many times saying, I don't know what I'm going to say next, but because you have a people, a word always comes. That's what's going to happen to you. Your words will convict them. They will begin, the lamb will provide for you clothing because changes are happening and you're responding to those changes and you will have. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? So the first thing when I'm saying, oh, well, I titled it, look, you have to have attention, you have to have a care and due diligence. You have to pay attention. A studio club, yeah, can make hundreds of thousands easily in a month in a month not a year not in 10 years it, it can make it in a month what do you do you pay attention you keep looking at it until you see what you didn't see yesterday and this is why when i'm talking about leaders having to have their communities this is the reason why you have to network a tomwa is all you see what tomwa has today is according to what she knows if she cannot step out and use the word to give her the boldness to say, okay, I need to learn. And when we're saying you have to learn, you're not going to people that make you comfortable. Sometimes the search for knowledge makes you uncomfortable. But you know your intention. I think I was saying it to Anna the other day. She came up to me saying, oh, she, oh there's an event on Saturday. Oh, I want to go to it. I asked her. My question was, why? Do you know why? I, I, I asked her that question because by now I want to know that she understands that every move must be with reason. Mm. It's not, oh, because I want to have fun. You can't have fun until you have. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Do you understand? So for me, if you're going there, it must be. So for some of your sisters, if they're working in a certain job, they sit down with me. I'm saying, what are you learning there? Tell me about the systems there. It's diligence. And you see, if you start to cultivate for you um, a life, because that's the big issue. When I'm looking across many things, the issue I, is just the lack of diligence. Someone along the way of a month, started the month, hyped on either the fact that they did not give what they wanted to give the last month, or they heard a word and then they say, oh yeah, I'm going to give. I'm not, I'm not even going to be referring to anything less than 5K. They, so in another church, they will say, I'm going to give 1K. They say, I'm going to give 1K. But then, 
along that month, it comes to the given day and there's nothing. Is it that the world is void of 1K? Do you know how much money moves in this world? Because we t we're not able to keep up that diligence. So you have to look, when the hay is removed, you have to look at these things that needs to be disposed. The things that needs to be disposed in your life, the things that distract you. You have to, I, I woke up this morning and like I've done, I said, no, no, no. I, I get, I said it to Pastor Ben the other day, yeah? You see in this work, yeah? It is impossible for you to remain in this work and not be successful. Because the demand of the work will either force you out if you want to be a mediocre person, yeah? Or it will make you so uncomfortable that you will choose to rise. It's about time you say to yourself, look, wealth family is naming you. So I don't know why that should sound bad. It's a Simeon saying that I am of a wealthy family. Now you ask yourself, what does that look like? So sometimes we have to come to a position and say, you know what? Okay, whatever it is, I'm resolved to being successful. And successful for us is the carry, is the fulfillment of the mission. This family is going to be the family that empowers Europe. Listen to me, you're so young and you may not realize it now. It will be from this lineage that people that will be in powers across Europe, it will come from this family. But it starts off with the woman that's conscious about her dressing. It comes with a woman that's conscious about the way she thinks. A man conscious, they're placing, they're diligent over their life. And again, I want to say this to you because I've been thinking about this. I've said to some of your brothers, the next six months is head down. It's working around the clock. It's focus. It's daily. You're looking at yourself and you're, you're gauging against yourself how far you work, how, how much you fight. You're, you're constantly, you do not make, when the Bible says that Abraham chose to live as strangers, even in the land that God promised him, it was showing you that he refused to settle. That's why he was so, that's why he prospered greatly. He never got complacent. He was always in search of something. I'm looking at a law house. How do you set new standards for yourself? It's placing attention. It's giving that due diligence to what you have in front of you. And that's why we have to now start speaking the same, thinking the same. There's no one that is weak. I, you know, I get irritated when people say, oh, 100 pounds. Like, they look like they're needy. No, fight through it. And don't be ashamed. What you should only be looking for, yeah, is that you're, you're always fighting. Don't be ashamed if your fight is at the 3K level and the person next to you is at 30K. That's fine. If you keep fighting, you'll be made valiant in battle. You will get strong. Are you hearing me well, family? It's about time we mature. It's about time that, yes, you have certain things that makes you uncomfortable. Channel that discomfort and use it to fight. And this is why God says it starts off with everything we need, the millions, the trillions of pounds, not Naira, God forbid. Do you understand? Unless Naira becomes the world's power, I'm never claiming that. But you will handle, it will be entrusted to you pounds, euros, dollars. Do you understand? Everything that is real money. But where would that come from? It's, from an, it's a keto with an invisible capital. Understand he's focusing, he's constantly looking at it. There's no mistake, there's no 
problem that's going to make me feel like so that's why i've said it's not pe it's not businesses that make themselves it's the people that's why you can see someone else's business that's booming and you try and it doesn't work it's according to you can you pay attention if i'm a media team can i pay attention to what i'm doing to the point that i can find a way to create a community that will create finances so everyone has to pay attention and you must be bold enough. Your success should intimidate your brother or sister. Why? Because it will help them. I told you there was a time that I said to Els, in the chat, yes, you're allowed to at anybody. Like you, you, you're giving 10K a month, yeah? But you've done that for many months. So 10K a month is now too little. It's not stretching you. So you have to think of how you stretch. But at that time I was saying, yes, antagonize your brothers. Why? If they are part of this work, it will provoke them. Not out of a place of envy, but to step up their fight. Everyone in the house of David must be strong. Must be like David. So, wherever you are, if you feel that you're lacking, please adopt this first mindset. There's nothing outside of you that's a cause of this. Pay attention to what's in front of you, whether that be a business, whether that be a community, whether that be your place of service. For some people, it may be your contribution right now is just providing seed at the end of the month. Be diligent with that. Don't be someone that comes back with stories. Don't be fearful and say, oh, now I'm going to start pledging less. Dare to fight. Dare to fight. Meet with people. You know why you're meeting with somebody. Do you understand? There's a knowledge you need to attain. There's a connection because life will be based on how well you pay attention to, the, to your relationships, your household, your businesses. It's how well you pay attention to it. If you pay attention to it and you're not driven by anything of greed, but you understand mission, you will see. Are you hearing me? I'll stop there. But I felt that I wasn't going to share this scripture with you guys. You know, I've been quoting it, but I feel that you have to go back and think and you two should go and do your research. If not, like I said to you, the problem is, let's read verse 25. And let me tell you something. So if you've got wisdom, you'll hear what I'm trying to say with this. When the hay is removed and new growth appears. You know, a few months ago, if you've been a list, if you've actually listened to me, you know, I've actually said this scripture to you. You know, if you refuse what I'm saying because you too know, you know there's someone that their mind's just occupied. They're like, oh, I need to go somewhere. Oh, I need to do this. Their mind's occupied. They don't want to hear truth. Let me tell you what the problem is. If you refuse it, hay was, in quote, in this case, once grass, you'll be cut off and removed for new growth to appear. I'll leave it as that. I love you all. Enjoy your evening. Bye, guys.